Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Prayed Up. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Malachi Burden. For today's episode, I want to talk about three key aspects, but before I get into that, you probably noticed a time lapse in between today's episode and my previous episode. In the beginning of the year, I was facing many trials and tribulations that were significantly plaguing my mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And it, it made me come to the point of realization that I need to put my pride and ego to the side and really check myself. I understood that I'm not as wise as I thought I was, nor was I as strong as I thought I was, that I do need help, that I can't always dig myself out of every hole. You know, as I've, over the last several months, surrounded myself with new mentors, managed my associations differently, managed my eye gate and my irrigated what I'm filtering inside of my mind and what I'm receiving in my life, and just surrounding myself with new knowledge, getting into classes, getting back into therapy, and really growing myself to obtain true knowledge and true wisdom to get me from where I'm at today to where I want to be in the future. I've come across new perspectives on life, and one of those perspectives I want to share with you all. I came across a speaker one day, she talked about peace. You know, we all want peace in our lives. And she talked about peace through a different perspective. She talked about stability. And she talked about ships. And she has said that ships never sink because of the vast amounts of water surrounding it, or even by the power of the water around it, but by the water that the ship allows to get inside of it. But she said during storms or strong storm surges and winds that ships still come back to a point of stability. And even when rocking from side to side, they still have a level of stability. And she's talking about how us as people, we have to train our minds and our hearts to be the same way. When trials and tribulations come up our way, that we have to remain stable just long enough that we, we come back to a point of equilibrium. And she said this because it's not about the things surrounding us, about external circumstances, that we just can't control those things. But it's our own ability of being able to filter those things and keep our peace inside based upon our stability of our minds and our heart posture. You know, I've said this time and time again that our lives were blessed with a finite number of pages but an infinite number of chapters. You know, I'm actually two and a half years sober now. I've had to write many chapters in my life. But the thing about life is that we become, we have the gift of becoming the best author of our own book and write as many chapters as we need to. You know, when prayer becomes your habit, miracles do become your lifestyle. And in doing so, we really grow in a way that is really just unimaginable. For today's episode, I want to talk about three key things, and I really want to dedicate this episode to my friends and let them know who they are by the title of today's message. You know, the person who wears a crown does know that it is heavy, but getting to the point of having a crown and wearing it, we have to strengthen ourselves because no held, held low can't wear any type of crown. And I want to talk about three key things from a famous quote that I live by. That those who keep the faith, who fight the good fight, and finish the race will receive a crown destined upon their life. And I want to talk about the first thing of fighting the good fight. You know, if you look at an airplane, for example, the funny thing is that a lot of people don't notice that airplanes never take off with the wind. They only take off against the wind. It's up to the airplane's ability to overcome the power of wind resistance that allows it to take flight. You know, if you look at a river, for, exam for example, and you look at the beautiful landscapes that we see today in, in canyons and valleys, it's not the power of the water that makes these things. It's the river's persistence that does. You know, I've asked myself, how do I get that mentality of persistence? How do I instill that inside of me? How do I embody it? And I've come across a lot of different things, and I realized that 
almost everything, literally anything that you set your mind to is obtainable. Doesn't matter what you're dreaming of having one day or what you aspire to be, everything is within your reach. But I've learned that everything that you want in life is on the other side of discipline and consistency. You know, in a book I'm reading, I talk about discipline, and it says that no discipline is enjoyable. It's actually very painful in the moment. But if we keep continuing to train our bodies in this way, we will reap a peaceful harvest so that we should take a new grip with our tired hands, take a new posture for our tired knees, and set a new path for our feet. For in the long run, we won't become weak, but we will become stronger in the end. You know, in this book, it goes along and talks about a guy named Jacob. And his name is actually means deceiver, trickster, manipulator, deceiver. And he embodies this. This becomes his reputation, is what he lives out to be. But he came to a point of being fed up. And one day, he recalls that this angel appears before him. And he actually approaches the angel and says, look, you have the power to change my life. I'm fed up with where I'm, how I'm living, and I want to change my destiny. I'm willing to fight you for it. And that's exactly what he does. You know, we all heard the saying that the godly may fall seven times, but stand up eight. And he had to do that time and time and time again to the point where, in the long run, he actually defeats this angel. And in a moment, in, in a moment of time, in literally the blink of an eye, his entire life changed for the better. You know, for me and you, we have to get to the point of being fed up with where we're at. You know, for me personally, I was fed up with where I was in my life. You know, I've been fed up with multiple times in my life. But most recently, I was fed up with how I was treating others, how I was treating people who were important to me. I was tired and really fed up of mistreating people who I said I loved. I was tired of making the same mistakes. I was tired of having this mentality that no matter what I do, no matter how much I grow and read and how many therapy sessions I'm in or how many classes I attend or how many mentors I have, I can't change myself. That this is my identity, that my, my toxic traits are my DNA, it's in my blood, I can't get rid of it. I got fed up, and I had to attack everything, I had to attack my fears, that's why I had to attack my weaknesses, my deficiencies to grow. I got point to, I had to really slow down and, and understand where my associations were, what I was filtering and allowing inside of my mind and my heart. And I had to understand that if I needed to get from where I was or where I want to be, I had to get to the point of being fed up and made a lot of changes. As I said before, the godly may fall seven times, but they will always stand up eight. And it doesn't matter if it's the eighth time, the ninth time, the tenth time, or the nineteenth time, you will always stand up. But standing up is a choice. You know, when we get knocked down, we have two choices, to stay down and get back up. We can't allow excuses to become our identity. For excuses are merely just a choice not to succeed. They're deliberate thoughts to literally purposely fail. You know, as I kind of segue to the next portion of this, of running your race, you know, staying in your lane, I came across an Olympic athlete by the name of Oscar Figueroa. And I started studying him, and I realized that in 2004, he made his first Olympic debut. And he faced, or he placed fifth. However, over the course of the next three Olympics, he went through many trials and tribulations. For the next Olympics, he didn't place due to injury. The following Olympics, he got second place. And in his last Olympics, he suffered an injury just moments, just weeks, or uh, I think it was a couple months before the Olympic Games. And a lot of people in his camp thought he was a fake in the injury and that he was just finding a way to cop out of competing. And long story short, his actually his coach actually degrades him, belittles him, and actually ended up leaving him. He's about to get surgery, and his doctor literally tells him, look, if the surgery goes successful, you will win the gold medal. 
and after the surgery, he trains and he fights through the pain and he continues to keep training. It doesn't matter what the doctors are saying or all his supporters leaving. He keeps running his race. He keeps coming in day in and day out. And long story short, he wins a gold medal for the first time in his country for that sport. And overall, in his journey, I've learned a valuable lesson. That in life, we need to learn as we go and edit our souls as we grow. That in any trial and tribulation, there's always a seed of equal or greater benefit. And we use that seed to edit our souls as we grow. You know, we go from trying to failing to adjusting to learning to committing to succeeding in the end. But it's that constant, ever-living relationship between editing and learning that allows us to get from where we were to where we're at to where we're going in the end. I realize that when I pray like it's up to God, but I do the work like it's up to me, anything I set my mind to is obtainable. I understand that the dreams are always free, but the hustle is sold separately. There's a speaker by the name of John Maxwell, and he talks about the law of five swings, that it doesn't matter about the size of the tree or the width of it or the age of it, that if you take an ax and you swing at a tree five times every single day, that the tree will eventually fall down. But it takes that endurance of continuing to swing of staying in your lane and running your race and not allowing the distractions to keep you from swinging and running your race and fighting the fight that allows you to obtain anything you set your mind to. One of my favorite quotes of all time is count it all joy. And I often have to remind myself of this. You know, in a book I'm reading, it says that we should consider things all joy because trials and tribulations allow us to grow. It allows our faith to be tested and this offers our internal endurance the opportunity to grow. That if we allow our endurance to finish this race, we'll be perfectly complete, lacking in nothing. You know, just like in any race, whether you think of track or horse racing, we have to keep our eyes on the path in front of us. If you think about a horse, they have blinders on the sides of their eyes because they don't have the opportunity to look to the left or the right because that takes milliseconds off. Any deviation from the forward path is a difference between first, second, or third, or even not placing at all. You know, if we fail to remove distractions from our life, our distractions remove us from the life that we want to live. As I said before, you either quit or you keep going. They both equally hurt. But just remember that in any race, the last mile is always the least crowded. You know, we all go through life. A lot of us are facing many trials and tribulations today. We look around the world, those in Afghanistan, those in Haiti, people in the United States going through police brutality or just facing the pandemic or dealing through hurricanes or tropical storms. We all have many trials and tribulations. We all have multiple races to win in our life. We all have many fights to fight. You know, some of us have to do these things on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a yearly basis. We all go through many seasons in our life. We have a plethora of them. But the most important thing is keeping the faith. And that's what I want to finish off on. In a study done in 2005 by the National Science Foundation at Cornell University, they said that the average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts. However, 80% of those thoughts are negative. And of those 80% negative thoughts, 95% were from the day prior. But they also concluded that 97% of the total negative thoughts were deemed baseless, based on a pessimistic attitude, the thoughts that thought were going to happen never actually happened, and that personal accountability and responsibility was not taken, and that the outcome could have been different. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, Negative thoughts aren't the problem, believing them is. And the thing about faith, it's two sides of the same coin. It gives just enough light for those who want to believe and just enough shadow for those who don't want to believe. Faith sees the invisible, believes in the unbelievable, and receives the unimaginable. I came across a quote 
by a motivational speaker by the name of Inky Johnson. He says that people don't burn out or quit because of what they're doing. They burn out or quit because they forget why they're doing it. You know, our mental attitude, our emotional health, they're like a fire. They could be a fire used to cook food or they can be a destructive fire that burns the whole house down. When we really tame our emotions and our mental health, we can use this to be a bonfire, not a forest fire. I came across a speaker and he said that when the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. Because when the dream is big enough, the facts always change. The optimist always sees opportunity in every difficulty, but the pessimist always sees difficulty in every opportunity. You know, the thing about prayer and faith is that prayer is the only thing in this world that's available to us at any moment of time. And that when you make prayer your habit, miracles do become your lifestyle. I just want to remind you again that your life was blessed, so blessed with a finite number of pages, but an infinite number of chapters. You know, if we look at a lotus flower, there's many lessons that we can learn from it. You know, the lotus takes its environment and uses it as opportunity. It's born in the water, it grows in the water, rises above the water, and eventually blossoms because it's not measured by the water. So if we take that lesson into our life, you know, we're born in this world, we grow in this world, we can rise above this world, and we can live unmeasured by this world. The thing about faith is that it comes to fruition that doesn't match our imagination. The thing about prayer is that they're always answered, but doesn't always meet our expectations. When you ask God for strength, he'll put you in difficulties to overcome. When you ask God for courage, he'll put you in dangers where you have to overcome your fear. You ask God for wisdom, he'll give you problems to solve. And you ask God for love, he may bring people into your life who are trouble who need your love and support. We all have a worth and value that external circumstances can't diminish. We're all our kings and queens. The person who wears a crown does know that it's heavy, but you can't wear a crown of any size if your head isn't held high. We're going to have to fight many fights in our life. We're going to have to run many races in our life, and we're going to have to keep the faith in times of uncertainty and trials and tribulations. But if you do these things, there is a crown there that's destined for you, that's specifically made for you. For we're all fearfully, wonderfully made. And I close out, I want to leave you all with some commentary for someone who may need it. This month of September has been suicide aware this month. Mental health is health. Emotional health is health. And I want to give some encouragement, some motivation, some inspiration for those who need it. That every single worst day of your life, every single day you've called your worst, you've overcome every single one of them. You have a 100% survivor rate. That is your superpower. And with your superpower, you can overcome every single future day of your life you called your worst. I come across a book called The Coffee Bean, and the author describes three different types of foods. A coffee bean, an egg, and a carrot. And he describes life as hot boiling water. When you put an egg in hot boiling water, it becomes hard. When you put a carrot in hot boiling water, it becomes soft. You know, if you're a carrot, you'll allow external circumstances, life, trials, and tribulations to soften you. If you're an egg, you allow life and external circumstances to make you hard, to make your heart cold. However, if you're a coffee bean hot boiling water, you don't allow your external circumstances to change you, you change your circumstances. So the coffee bean changes the water into coffee. Clear ladies and gentlemen, we're all kings and queens, and you have so much power and untapped potential than you realize. You're stronger than you think. And above all, stay prayed up. Thank you all for tuning in today's episode. I just ask that you like, comment, share, and give me your feedback. You don't know how much feedback can impact my life, and you know what this message can change someone else's life for the better. Until next time, stay prayed up.